This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome, everyone, to the 10th episode of the Building a Trinity podcast. I'm your host, Kyler Bills. I'm a freshman wrestling 285 pounds here at Trine, and I'm going to be your guide in the exploration of the Trine wrestling program, both past and present. I'm very excited to bring you the 10th installment of the Building a Trinity podcast. This is obviously a bi-monthly podcast in which we will have a guest on the program, whether it be a wrestler on the team now, a coach, or even some alumni. Sometimes we may even have multiple guests, but the purpose of this podcast is to ultimately get to know allow you to get to know some of the people behind the Trine Wrestling program. And since the details are out of the way, we will jump into our guest, our guest of today's episode. Joining us today, we have our first alumni guest, Nick Miller. How are you doing, Nick? I'm doing good, man. Living the dream. No, I, I, I hear you. So this is a question I always like to start with. Um, it's a little deep. I actually got the inspiration of another podcast I like to watch. It's called Cut To It. It's with Steve Smith Sr. He's a, a Retired football players, one of my favorite players of all time. Um, but I think it offers a good insight on a person's life. Um, so I want to ask you, who is Nick Miller? Man, that's a question I've been trying to answer for like <laughs> every day. No, but I honestly, um, I am one of those. I'm like the type of, to say it briefly, I'm like a type of guy who like always tries to do the right thing, but then likes to bend the rules a little bit, you okay. know? No, I got so, you. Just to briefly sum it up, that's kind of it. Okay, no, for sure. So, um, obviously you graduated, but I kind of want to talk to you about your time before trying. So, what kind of brought you to trying? Yeah, that is an interesting question because I always knew growing up, I was like, I'm going to go to the Kelly School of Business at IU, and that's what I'm going to do. Like, that's what my dad did, and he owns his own business now, and I kind of want to follow in that same footstep. But... I actually didn't get accepted because I was kind of okay. uh, messing around at high school a little bit too much, and my grade wasn't well enough to get in. So I'm like, shit, what do I do now? And I was like, well, I had a decent wrestling career, and four schools are interested in me to go there. So I went, picked each one, did a site or site visit, I guess, and I selected trying. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, obviously, you talked a little bit about IU, um, but did you always want that bigger atmosphere, um, bigger school atmosphere? What high school were you from? Um, Snyder High School in oh, Fort Wayne. Carroll. So, uh, yeah. yeah. You guys always dogged us in wrestling. <laughs> yeah, re- we, ha- we had wrestling. Football might be a different story. Um, yep. But, yeah, so Snyder being, you know, a, a bigger school um, in the area, was a bigger school in college always kind of what you wanted to do or was a smaller atmosphere at trying? Yeah, I think so. I wanted the big school life because I liked to party back then. Right, right. And I already I knew IU was like the place to go when you're in high school, you know, right. like, oh, they're always having so much fun. So I kind of wanted to go there. but No, I, I get that. Um, so when you first stepped on the campus, what were some of your first impressions? Man, I loved it. Like instantly I kind of built friends just through the wrestling team, and we would just go out and do like all the stuff that they have all the freshmen do like they always have all those different events yeah. and it was super fun we got we would play sand volleyball every day over at the fraternity house and 
enjoyed it. No, absolutely. It's it's definitely a really fun atmosphere here um, that I'm, I'm glad I, I get to enjoy that and other people have. Mm-hmm. So in your time here, um, what was your major and, you know, how did that, how do you think trying kind of set you up for your career up until this point? Yeah, so I actually changed my major like three times. <laughs> okay. So I decided I wanted to go to trying and then I selected the major of like sports management. Okay. And then over the summer, like before even starting my, any classes or anything, I'm like, you know, I think I'm going to switch that. So I switched it to chemical engineering just because I kind of went and I dug a little deeper into all these different majors because I really didn't know what I wanted to do now that that IU Kelly School of Business was off the table. Right. But I knew, I figured out that trying has a great engineering program. They place like 99% of their students. And I'm like, I need to look something into engineering because I'm good at math and other in science and stuff. Like, I kind of think this is calling me. Right. So I chose chemical engineering after my freshman year. Struggled <laughs> just because mostly I was, we were just partying a lot. Right. And I wasn't focused in school. Got bad grades. Switched it to civil engineering. Got all A's basically okay. the rest of the time. Yeah, um, I, I definitely, obviously, I'm only a communications major, but my stepdad's an engineer, so when I started to look towards colleges, and I considered engineering for a little bit um, mm-hmm. until I took a little bit of those, like, PLTW classes in high school, yeah. and I was like, yeah, there's no way I can do this, because I'm, I'm terrible at math, I just dislike math altogether, um, which isn't necessarily an ideal you know, outlook if you want to be an engineer. Right, because, so, I mean, even today, like, I'm doing, I'm crunching numbers every day. Right. So, like, if you hate math... Don't be an engineer because <laughs> right. you're going to be doing that shit for the rest of your life. No, for sure. <laughs> so before we jump into like kind of the wrestling aspect of everything, um, what would you say are some of your hobbies and things you like to do outside of wrestling? Outside of wrestling, I always just liked working out. Like I was always into like hitting like bodybuilding workouts when I was little and stuff, and I've never stopped. Okay. Like that's just what me and my dad would do. And so whenever I wasn't wrestling, I was either like working out or I was like playing volleyball or just drinking with with the buds, man. No, I got you. Um, so talk to me um, about your background in the sport um, and, you know, building up to, you know, everything in your high school career and how you started wrestling and, and even here at Trine. Man, it's kind of funny how I started wrestling because I was this little dude. I was like 80 pounds, and I was in like seventh grade. And the wrestling coach is going around to all these different rooms because they need a small guy. They need a, their lightest guy, which is like an 80-pounder, for this final tournament. And they don't have anybody. So he was just trying to recruit people. Yeah. And I was like, man, I'm like 80 pounds. <laughs> I, I think I'll give it a try. So I, I went up to the wrestling room. And I remember I was just like wrestling in like jeans and socks, dude. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, this is all right. And then I was like, yeah, I guess I'll do it. So I went in the first tournament. Didn't even make weight. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't make weight? <laughs> no. I was like, damn. Because I was only, I was like overweight by like two pounds the night before. Okay. And I'm like, I think I'll probably just sleep it off. I have no idea, dude. And I like still ate a little bit. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I'm going to eat and drink. I had no idea. And then I got there and they're, they're like, oh, you're overweight. Right, right. No, for sure. Well, that kind of just kickstarted it. And then uh, eighth grade year. That was, I don't know, middle school is kind of weird wrestling. But all through high school, I started out as, like, JV. I had, like, an average record, like, 50-50. And then I kind of just got better and better. 
and then my sophomore year, I made it to varsity, but and then I... No, absolutely. Um, I think it's always fun to kind of see that insight, and everybody has a different... Um, you know, story of how they began wrestling um, and to, to kind of, so when you got to high school, did that kind of like take it more serious or what would you say your turning point in your career was? My turning point is when I went to the state finals okay. oh, and I watched okay. the state finals. Yeah, yeah, I was like, man, this is so cool. I want that to be me. And then I, and then I started as media and that was after my junior year of high school. Okay. So I was still doing decent my junior year. But that turning point was when I watched that state finals. I'm like, damn, I want that to be me. So, and then after that, I, like, got into all the camps, was started going to all the camps. I was working out harder, getting my conditioning up. and. No, absolutely. So, um, talk to me a little bit about, you know, your career at Trine, you know, the, the weights you wrestled and how you feel like that kind of uh, fared out for you. Yeah, so I started off, they had an opening at 157. Okay. And I in high school, I wrestled my senior year at 152. Okay. So you wouldn't think that it was that bad, but I got all the way up to like 175 right. when I started coming here. And I'm like, dang, I'm going to have to cut like 20 pounds almost. Yeah. And it's, But I still did it, but it was dreadful. And I, did, I wrestled like terrible. Yes. Terrible. Yes. I think such a important aspect of wrestling that I didn't necessarily comprehend is like when you have to cut weight it's like when you finally get it done you don't really think it affects your wrestling just because you're like okay well the weight's already off I'm fine now um because you're like I'll just replenish everything and I'll be able to, I'll be good to go but it really does like not only it breaks you down mentally you know you're not practicing as well as what you you could have um or should mm -hmm. but you're not competing as well because your your mindset is kind of broken down um yeah but I, I just remember like there were some times like we would have to do like a practice before weigh-ins mm -hmm. to get like the last bit of weight off and I remember just like not even be able to move at yes. some points because I'm like so mentally drained and beat and like and then immediately like an hour two hours later I have to do go in a wrestling match right right no it's, it's not gonna play off too well no absolutely it's it's truly I, I mean I don't think it's something that anybody ever necessarily figures out um, but I think as you go on and you become more mature and you understand and you have some resources with you um, it becomes easier to manage yeah I I figured it out just not to cut weight Right. So I, after that, I wrestled 174, and I stayed there the entire time. And okay. Cut. Yeah, see, I, I kind of hear you there. I'm lucky enough to be a heavyweight. So yeah. my, my cutting weight days are over, which I've always been a bigger guy, um, but I don't really have to cut weight anymore. So that's that's always nice to not have that aspect of it, except I will say no food or drink ever tastes better, you know, than when you oh, are yeah. cutting weight. You know, you just you come to appreciate it, even, even just water. Water just tastes amazing. It's so good. <laughs> Especially when you're dehydrated like that. Right. Oh, my God. You just chug a bottle of water, and then it's just like a, a clock until you can mm -hmm. drink another one. Um, but in your time here, how did you see kind of the team grow? We grew a lot. When I first came here, there was like one junior and one senior. It's the same for us. And there was like barely any leadership, and we kind of just did whatever. Okay. And kind of towards the end we progressed a lot we had a good leader and luke carver i don't know if you know who that i'm is. talking i'm talking to luke tomorrow oh you are yeah, no yeah. way yeah he's a good dude yeah he basically led the team and we had a lot of more guys more committed okay yes like usually like a whole big group comes in and like freshman year and then they just slowly whittle away and whittle right, away to right. like one or two come like senior year 
a lot more people stayed the year after me because I think that their class almost graduated with like eighty eight or I mean eight guys. Okay, yeah, and where my class was like two. Right, no, and that's three. that's kind of a theme that we've seen here. Um, well, because it's such a, a difference in the level of commitment, and that's what I kind of want to talk about next is the transition from high school to college. Um, I think that's definitely probably the biggest thing that I've noticed outside of, like, the physical aspect. Kids are a lot more physical, stronger, older. Um, but it's definitely the level of commitment. A lot of the stuff you could get away with in high school you can't get away with in college. Not at all. Um, so what would you say um, – you know, is the biggest dif- difference from high school to college wrestling, and even even college life. You know, with academics, you're living on your own, and you know how it is. Yeah, um, I figured out real quick that I can't get away with bad technique because, right. like in high school, I was just stronger than them, mm-hmm. so I could beat them. And then in college, like I'm stronger than this guy, but he's like tech falling me right now. Right, like there, you just have to be technical, and. That gets you most of the way. No, and I, I, and that's just something I was lacking. Like I had one takedown, and it s- still wasn't that good of a takedown. But still, I still would like get it on a lot of people just because I was stronger. Right. No, absolutely. I think it's definitely definitely a technical difference, and then yeah, just so much of it is so different. And Dude, and then that three minute first period. <laughs> oh my gosh. God damn. <laughs> No, I, I mean, I will. I, I talk about this with the guys on the team, and then some of my high school guys I wrestled with who are wrestling in college now. And it's just like, it's only a minute, but it seems so much longer than it that. It is. But I will say the three minute first period makes the two two-minute periods after that seem a lot a lot smaller but um yeah that that three-minute first period is brutal and then ride time which I haven't had a whole lot of experience with but it's it's so much different you know in college it's it's more strategical it's more you know just in-depth just so much more to it Um, yeah I I like I'm a big fan of the ride time you like the ride do you think ride time should be implemented in high school Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Definitely. You should get props for riding somebody for over a minute. I agree with that. That takes a lot of skill. Um, and, and on that topic, it's weird because I'll go back and I'll watch, you know, Carol wrestle with somebody. Um, and it, first of all, the matches are so much more boring when you're not looking at ride time and factoring it in. Because, like, you know, you got these these ki- these high school kids, younger kids who are, you know, returning a guy. But it's like eventually they're going to get their escape with 10 seconds left and now it they did nothing they spent a lot of energy riding a kid for 50 seconds um but in college you know you get that 50 seconds of ride time that can be big um so i i agree i think ride time should be implemented in high school um you know it's it's not only going to make those matches more exciting and reward those kids for that but it's gonna you know improve wrestling altogether and i also think that the more ride time you get, you should be benefited off of just one point. You look at guys who are riding a kid out for it was a it was an NCAA championship in the D three tournament. I think it was one sixty or no, it wasn't sixty five. It was either seventy four or eighty four. And this guy had like five minutes of ride time, and he ended up getting beat by one on like a last second comeback. And if you think about it, like if you let's just say you get five minutes of ride time, they give that guy three points instead of one points because you can if you can ride a guy out for five minutes, that's you deserve some sort of credit for that. I mean, yeah, that I do kind of see where you're coming at, but at the same time, like if you're riding him out for five minutes and you can't turn him, that is true. Like that is true. Damn. Because at what point, you know, if you can't turn somebody, are you just looking to not turn him, yeah. or are you just like kind of, you know, literally stalling there, which is a whole other topic. I don't even want to talk about college stalling. <laughs> um, it's strategic, man. It's all got to be part of the plan sometimes. It is. It is. So. 
Um, how did you see yourself develop as a wrestler, you know, from your freshman year to your senior year of college? Man, I came in and I was getting beat by everybody. Like even in the practice room, like the, the 125-pounder was beating me. And I'm like, man, I, like something's got to change or I just got to quit altogether because right. like this is not even fun. And I, I just started just fighting, staying in there and I was just fighting with these guys and they just got me better. Like, all the scraps that we would get into, I mean, like, tough wrestling practices and stuff, they just made me better. No, absolutely. And I just stuck with it and ended up getting a lot better. Became two-time academic All-American and placed, like, fourth at regionals. Okay. So, so you know, being an academic All-American and just, just right there on going to nationals, how what would you say is the easiest way and, and the best advice to kind of balance academics? Right now, you know, in high school, I always talk about this. It's like high school, you're setting yourself up to go to college, but in college, you're setting yourself up for your career, you know, in your actual professional life. So it's, it's a lot more important, in my opinion, grades are than in college than high school. So what would you say is your biggest advice to collegiate athletes to, you know, improve on their academics and keep those under control oh yeah that is very important and I realized that after my freshman year because I was just out partying way too much and I was getting bad grades like I had to drop a class I think I failed like calc two or something like that and I came back home and my grandparents they they helped me pay for a lot of my college mm -hmm. so they're like completely disappointed with me they're like dude this needs to change they made me pay for those classes that I failed and dropped I'm like dang I was like four thousand dollars out right, of my pocket right and i realized if i want to keep wrestling and i want to go back to trying then i'm going to have to do better so i just made sure that every test every like homework assignment i did it all complete and to the best of my ability and like i i even i like before even all my big tests i would just stay up all night and cram and cram study no absolutely and i almost think that a wake-up call is important I think you the best thing for you is to stay on top of it so you don't have to get that wake-up call. Mm -hmm. But kind of similar to you, I had, a, I had a rough first semester. I didn't necessarily have to try hard in high school. Um, it all kind of came to me naturally, and I thought that would be the same thing here. Um, so some of the stuff I could get away with in high school, I thought I could get away with here. And I had a rough first semester, um, but it was definitely a wake-up call conversation with my parents. Mm -hmm. um, and now I've turned things around for the better, but... My advice and, and kind of what you just said is just to stay on top of things, yeah. you know, and once once you even if you just because, you know, professors and everybody here is in college, they don't care if you miss class. But it's like and to an extent, that's true. I think at trying they do a good job with we cares and staying up on top, especially if you're an athlete, um, your, your coach will get notified if you miss. But if you take that chance to miss class, they don't contact you about what you miss, you know, mm -hmm. like in high school where they'll give you a little packet for the right. day that you missed. Um, but that's up to you to mature and to be able to, to make up what you've missed. And yeah, if you don't attack it the right way, it can be, it can be brutal. Yeah. I mean, like, you know how prepared you're going to be for an exam. You just got to make sure you're prepared for it. So right. when, once that exam is released, you just have to be like, all right, I have 72 hours. So I take this exam. What can I do in that 72 hours to make myself as prepared as possible no absolutely and and it might take a bit of sacrifice you yeah. know um and that's just with life in general you know wrestling takes sacrifice you know your academics are going to take sacrifice your career is going to take sacrifice building a family is going to take sacrifice so to be able to accept that and to move on and move forward that's it's a big maturity thing but i think sooner or later it's going to have to come and you either welcome it or it's going to knock you on your butt and you're going to have to struggle to get up from it mm-hmm
So me personally, I have never had an opportunity to wrestle in Hershey Hall yet. Um, due to COVID, we got all of our you know duels and stuff taken away from us. We've wrestled in the the Arc twice, um, which is our only home competitions. But I want to know kind of about the atmosphere and how was it wrestling in Hershey Hall? Man, it was it was nice. It was exciting i mean because just because you're in it's not like the arc you know it's really open and right. stuff it's more confined and like you can hear your teammates cheering for you and everything and that was all good but yeah that's it i mean i kind of think like my high school matches mm. were a little bit more intense snyder's just some because intense of like matches. yeah and you'd have like all these people there like we had the bleachers like full almost and then i hear it was like not really I'm trying to think how how old are you I'm 24. 24. So I graduated high school in 2016. What weight did you wrestle um, in high school? Like probably your freshman year. Probably would have to be your freshman or sophomore year. My freshman year? Freshman or sophomore. 125. 125. I don't think my brother. My brother wrestled at Carroll, and he's like 26 or 27 right now. So I wasn't sure if you wrestled him or not. Um, no, but do you know, um, what's that guy from Carroll? One of the Lefevers? No. No? Man, I'm spacing on his name now, but he he wrestled 152, and I think he got like fourth in state or something. 152 was it? Was it Joel Arney, Ethan Hicks, um, Garmin? Garmin. Garmin. I yeah, know. I, I wrestled like, him twice. Okay, yeah. See, Garmin was right. He graduated right before I got there, so mm-hmm. that's why I kind of blanked. Yeah. Um, he was good, man. Yeah, Garmin was good. Garmin was solid, but no Snyder, and I don't think that's necessarily a knock. You know, I think. Carol's atmosphere was amazing. I've, the matches I wrestled at Snyder, um, I don't particularly have fond memories wrestling at Snyder because mm-hmm. my junior year um, was actually the end of my season was at Snyder. Um, I hurt my knee and I had to get surgery. So, But Snyder always had a great atmosphere in their room, um, which technically I'm 0-2 in their gym. We wrestled them our, my freshman year, my junior year, junior year being an injury default. Mm-hmm. But the atmosphere was always great there. You know, you have a great, rich culture there. Um so we've talked about kind of the biggest advice academically and athletically, but overall, what's to any college athlete, just in general, what's the biggest advice you have? I would say that a goal without a plan is just a dream, okay. you know, like does coach hall have you guys still do like your uh, goals yes, every, every yes. season in the beginning stuff? of the year? Yeah. Like if you don't write down like a plan for those goals, like, it's just a dream. Like, right. You're just you're just kind of hoping at that point. Like you have to set, you have to actually write down a plan. You got to stick to it. And then if it doesn't work, all right, I'll critique it, critique it this way for next year, and then we'll see how far I can go that time. No, absolutely. You know? I think that's great advice. I've actually never heard that quote, but it's yeah. it's kind of eye opening. I love it. Yeah. Um. Did you ever have a wake up call in a match where you're just like, maybe it was your first, you know, your first year, um. But well, there's a match where you're going in there and you're like, you know, you're loose and you're not really like, I'm not going to say taking things seriously, um, but I think we all know what a wake-up call feels like, you know, where you're like, I got to buckle down right now or I'm going to lose this match. Yeah, <laughs> it was at regionals my junior year and I had to go against this one guy who beat me two times already. He's from Ohio Northern. They got a really good program. He's mm-hmm. super tough. He's beating me like 10 points and I'm like, well, if I lose against this dude, then I'm kind of done. I don't even place at right. regionals. And here we go. And 
it was kind of like, I think it was zero to zero after the first. And I'm like, all right, something's got to happen. And then I think I got him on his back, and then that, that's when it just turned, and then I just kind of just took over. Right. No, did you did you pin him, or did you kind of come back on points? I just came back. I think I beat him by, like, six or seven wow, points. Wow, okay. But, yeah, dude, it was fun. And, ooh, Coach Hall was so hyped after <laughs> that. Ooh. No, those are those moments that will stick with you until, you know, the day you just you have amnesia. You can't remember anymore. Right. Or, but, um... Also, in your time at college, uh, who would you say is the toughest opponent that you've ever wrestled? But we we got it. We, we there's, gotta a, there's definitely one guy from Olivet. Oh, his last name was Konjorski. Okay, he <laughs> beat me like ten times probably throughout like from sophomore year to senior year. And my senior year, he or my, my junior year. He's the guy that beat me out for going to nationals. Oh, okay. And he beat me the 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 day before that in the same tournament. Really? So he, at regionals, he was my only defeats. Really? And then I, I had him. Then he was in my weight class again all senior year, and I couldn't beat him. Dang. Wrestled him at the Pete Davis tournament, knocked me out from going to day two. Wrestled him at his senior night, beat beats me at his senior night. No, I've, I've, those Olivet guys, it just <laughs> doesn't sit right with They're me. good, man. They're They're Olivet's good. got a great program. I don't, yeah. I will give them their props. But, um, you know, this year we wrestled into a great duel. I think we got beat by eight. Um, that is actually really good. Yeah, so. Are they know, ranked? They, they, I think they were ranked 15th at that time. Oh, wow. They were definitely top 25. I know that. Um, so, you know. We're on the lookout for sure, and, and I, I can't wait to turn that tide against them because, and that's what my next question um, is just regional teams, you know. Um, how does it feel, and what does it mean to kind of beat the other teams in the MIAA, even not necessarily as a team race, but even just beating another kid? Because this year, if I, I think 90% of the kids, or not 90, but like 60% of the kids I wrestled this year were from Olivet, and then probably the other 20, I wrestled a couple Adrian kids, an Alma kid, or no, not an Alma kid. Two Albion kids in the same day, um, and it's just we see so much of the MIAA, and you know to actually beat that because it's conference. It always means something more when it's the conference. Um, but what did it mean to you to kind of beat those kids who you saw a lot and were in the conference? And you know that's setting you up for the MIAA championship. Um, just talk to me a little bit about you know how that means a little more. Yeah, you know those victories are always a little sweeter, right? Just because like. Um, you wrestle them a lot. Right. And, like, they, it could be a vengeance match or it can just be, like, it's kind of it's hard to beat someone, like, two, three, four times, you know, because they're kind of, they know what you're doing. They know um, what you're, what moves you're good at. And, but, yeah, those matches, those wins are always a little better. No, absolutely. Um, so I've asked everybody who's came on here this question because it's something that I've really appreciated over time. Um, we talked about it a little bit before and just how important culture is. Snyder has a very rich history and culture. Um, I was lucky enough. Carol had a, had a great culture in wrestling and football. Um, and it's really something that in my time here at Trine, I've seen our culture grow a lot. And it's something that I want to put emphasis on and to continue to grow it into a, a better culture. But how would you say that you grow culture and motivate a team? And how important is that to you guys in your season? I mean, yeah, when I look back on it, we really didn't have any culture, like, when I first came here. Yeah. And I think it was kind of being built when uh, Coach Hall would, like, set up all these events and stuff, and he would kind of get people involved. Because we, before, we just had, like, these separate groups where, oh, I'm going to hang out with these guys on the team, these guys are going to hang out with those guys. And 
it got to the point where we were actually doing more stuff together and it was just it was just more fun atmosphere you know no absolutely um so things i don't know how much you stayed healthy but being somebody who has been injury prone over the last couple of years um injuries can impact everything um physically mentally emotionally um but how did you know injuries to you or even the team impact your season and how do you kind of stay motivated through those things yeah, I actually never got injured. Wow. Okay. I would just have little dings here and there. Like, my, I had neck problems, and I would always have to get it. Like, I have to get ice on it and stuff. Okay. And then I had uh, back, lower back problems. But it was just stuff that I could work through. Right. It was never, nothing ever stopped me from wrestling. Um, but, yeah, there are a lot of injuries out there. And I, we didn't, I didn't see too many of them. I think all the ones I've really seen were in the, practice room but nothing too serious nothing really that impacted us too much okay okay well that's that's very good because you see a lot of people you know deal with all those things so Mm -hmm. to be able to steer clear from that isn't easy but i think it also speaks to you know what a person puts into their body and how they you know work on their body and continue to not that some of the best athletes in the world don't get it but it definitely helps Mm -hmm. So talk to me about how Coach Hall impacted you, not only from a wrestling standpoint, but uh, but life altogether in your time here at Trine. Yeah, me and Coach Hall, we're actually still pretty close to this day. Um, He definitely helped me out a lot. He we we, we just like having like little talks with him here and there just kind of helped me out. He knows he knew like the days where I was like feeling sad and stuff and just like not there um, mentally. And he would just kind of like help me helped lift me up in that way, and he just always gave really good advice, and there was, like, some advice that I would really follow, and to this day, I still follow. Like, there was one practice, we were all circled around, he's like, you can literally, he's, I, I don't know his exact words, right. but he's like, you can do whatever you want, you can do, uh, get whatever you want, you just gotta put the work in, and he was like, if you want this girlfriend, you can ha- go get that girlfriend, and if you do, the, like, all this stuff, if you want this, you can, you have to, you can do that. And I'm like, all right. And then I was like, you know what? <laughs> I want this one girlfriend. And actually, after that practice, I'm like, all right, I'm going to try and get with this one girl. And then she's my girlfriend to this day. Wow. <laughs> that's that. That's actually really cool. Right? Um, wow, that's crazy. No, I think Coach Hall is, is amazing. You know, he's a great motivator. He's a great coach. He's a great person. He's a great friend, um, to be frank. But um, you've kind of talked about it a little bit with cutting weight. Uh, something that obviously can help or harm that is your nutrition um, and just taking care of your body, getting everything checked out, going and getting to, to the training room and all that stuff. Um, so talk to me a little bit about nutrition and, and how that kind of improves your season and how, how to take care of your body. Yeah, I really didn't care much about nutrition until I graduated from high school and started coming here. And then I'm like, Coach Hall, I want to get stronger and bigger. And he like put he was like, all right, you need to eat this amount of carbs, this amount of proteins, this amount of fats. And then I was just trying to stay on that. And I don't think I followed it very well. <laughs> it's so hard to no, follow it, it when it you ha- you're eating at a buffet every day. It is. You know? Yes. Yeah, I'm lucky enough to be a commuter, so I don't eat at the calf. Yeah. But that's what I've heard from a lot of guys. You know, it's not necessarily easy. Not that they don't serve, you know, bad food, but it's a little hard and, and more difficult to stay on track when you got pizza out there and you got burgers and, and fries and all that stuff. 
you have like 10 different selections out of dessert like come yeah, on. <laughs> yeah <there's, laughs> what are you doing to us trying four different types of cheesecakes an yeah. ice cream machine i mean it's just it can get brutal right um so something that i also didn't necessarily it, it was much like nutrition but um is my mentality um you know through the highs and the lows and, and anything I, I found it through wrestling, but it's applicable to life. Um, but how do you keep, you know, your mind right and your mentality right and your mental state um, in general? Um, just keeping it uptight and right during like such a, a long season and all those highs and lows. Um, and you just continue to attack every day. And it does get grueling and it can be very hard. Like that's why there's only like one or two seniors by the end of mm -hmm. e every season. But um I kind of just went in with, like, the just don't give up mentality. Like, I was never really a quitter. I never really quit anything in my life, and I wasn't going to start. Right. Like, there were times where I was like, man, I'm freaking quitting. And then I just I could just never actually do it right, just because right. that's, that's just not me. Just went, got dinner, woke up, and, and did it all again. Yeah. Um, which, you know, it, it sucks. We all have those moments of weakness, you know. And if any athlete had sat there and said, you know what, I've never said I'm going to quit this sport. I, I, I would call him out on it because I don't I mean you look at the best athletes of all time it's not always just sunshine and rainbows it's not always easy it's not always great um, but it, it says something when you have a bad day and then you get up and you attack that next day you know because yeah. you want it to be better I mean it's, it's always gonna go up you know right it's not gonna go down forever you're not gonna have a bad day every day yeah, especially when you feel at rock bottom then the only place you can go is up yeah you know I mean it can't get worse than that um, so Speaking of those highs and lows, um, talk to me about, you know, how, not how to get through them, but some of, some of the highs and lows at your time, during your time here. Um, my lows were definitely, so after my freshman year, like we talked about how I was, my grades were slipping mm -hmm. and I was just partying way too much. I knew I needed to change something. So that was definitely a very low point. And then my second low point is the sophomore year. So I figured out the grade stuff my sophomore year. But I, then I was still going out and I was partying. And I almost got to the point where I was getting in trouble because I had alcohol and stuff. I was getting in trouble because mm -hmm. I was intoxicated on campus because you can't do that. Right. And I got to the point where I had like 70 out of 75 strikes. And they said that even if I got caught with like a toaster that they'd kick me out. Okay. So I'm like, shit, now I'm about, now I'm going to get, now I might get kicked out. So then I just, after that, I had to buckle down hard and never had any problems and graduated. No, absolutely. Um, I think we all make mistakes, you know, and it, it, it's all with maturity. You know, these, these things, it, it's, it's ignorant to just ignore things and act like it's not here. Um, you know, there's, there's aspects that have to stay away from and sometimes it takes a couple of life lessons to do so but that doesn't necessarily you know mean you're a bad person mean you weren't committed um it's just everybody you know it, it, it's hard to find your way mm -hmm. um and it takes time it takes lessons to do so yeah um so all the adversity and, and challenges that you faced here how did you kind of overcome those um just by persevering really and I've always been, like, ever since I was 11 years old, me and my dad, we'd always work out together. So I was always on this, like, workout routine, and just working out is a huge stress relief for me. Right. Like, if I go, like, three days without working out, I am in the worst mood ever. Don't talk to me. <laughs> but, like, if I am hitting my workout routines, man, I feel good, and I feel, I can feel great, and I feel like I can do anything. No, absolutely. 
um so i guess yeah just working out just really like clears your head right. you know and it's therapeutic for a lot of people mm -hmm. um everybody has that one thing you know whether it be working out or listening to music playing video games going out and shooting hoops to just clear their mind and i think that's healthy i think it's necessary um not to mention on top of a college schedule, can, which can already be stressful, but then you factor in academics and a collegiate, uh, a collegiate sport. Um, it can get really stressful, so you definitely need those those ways to clear your mind and, and to just re-energize yourself, I guess. Yeah, I feel like you want you need to like strive to do different things, you mm -hmm. know? Like, if you're just studying all the time, you're going to be depressed because that's all you're doing. Right. Like, if you're studying and then you're working out and then you're hanging out with friends and then you're doing something else... Like you're just you're not your mind's not just on one thing all the right. time. You're giving it breaks here and there. And right. I think balance is definitely a good key. Absolutely. Know? So, um, you know, just to kind of summarize these four years, um, what would you say, and what has it meant to you to be a wrestler here at Trine? Oh man, I I love it. I all my really good friends from college, they were wrestlers. They're on the wrestling team with me, and um. Yeah. I forget what the question was. Um, yeah, so what has it meant to be a wrestler here at Trine? And then, yeah, being on the wrestling team, I don't know. I just feel like I, I belong there. Mm -hmm. And being on Coach Hall's team was good because we, we grew a, a strong connection. And it's just a good, like, family atmosphere to be in no absolutely it, like i wouldn't know how i would have done if i would just came here for academics right right like almost all my friends or all the friends that i got and were just cut through the wrestling team and stuff no there was um i didn't even know if i wanted to go to college going in until senior year and then once i realized that i wanted to wrestle in college and i was going to have opportunities i was like okay yeah so i want to do it because i can't i can't really imagine my life without wrestling or you know, I played football, but I think rest, wrestling in specific, it just adds a sense of structure, mm -hmm. uh, self-responsibility, and just the lessons I've gained from it just outweigh everything else. So I couldn't imagine, you know, my college experience if I didn't, you know, enter and, and come to try and wrestle here. Yeah, I think it definitely uh, helps you get through college, too, mm -hmm. because, like, you have a more purpose to be there, right, right. and you're, you're a part of something instead of just going to school where... Like after like your freshman people's freshman year don't like fifty or like forty percent drop out mm -hmm. after that. Like if you're on a team and you're having fun and stuff, like that gives you a purpose to stick around. You know. No, absolutely. So, what legacy did you want to leave here? You know, when you graduated and when you grabbed your diploma. Um, you know, it could be wrestling, it could be academic. Um, but what what did you want people to remember you for with your time here at Trine? I would go more towards the academic route because I don't consider myself to have had a lot of success in wrestling because I never made it to nationals or anything. But academically, I had the most success because I completely did like a three six or a one eighty and just got the work done in the classroom. And that's basically how I got my job now, just because I grinded so much in the in the classroom, and I didn't realize it at the time, but. Every grade you get, man, like, that's going to go to your GPA, and then that's mm -hmm. what your employees are going to see. That's going to be on your resume forever, mm -hmm. you know? No, absolutely. Um, so, obviously, having graduated, um, how many years? When, what, what year did you graduate? 
I graduated here two years ago. Okay. And then I, I did a graduate school. And I, so I technically was done with school a year ago. Okay. So, so being off campus for, you know, over a year now, um, I think a lot of people have a lasting connection um, to this place. But what does, you know, this campus and this program kind of mean to you? Um, it's weird because I was, like, driving here and, and then just, like, all the memories start mm-hmm. coming back, right. you know. But... It just reminds me of like the college, my college days, and like all the friends, and like the care, carefree, you know, and it's a lot different, right? Because like now I'm like super mature. Now I, I have to be mature because you know I have a professional job, right, I have a right, house right. I have to take care of, and all this stuff. Here, I had like I had nothing. I have nothing to lose, and that, that's just a good feeling. That's kind of what trying reminds me of because that's the time when I had nothing to lose, really. The good old days. Yeah. Um, so how is that next stage in your life going? Do you feel like trying prepared you pretty well for it? Yeah, I think so. I definitely, it was definitely a huge learning curve hopping right into the engineering industry. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was going to be like how it was. And I basically had to learn a lot of things from scratch, but I mean, trying did give me the fundamentals of like engineering and like the math part and stuff, but there's a lot of job specific things right, that right, right. you this is your first time learning on the job. Mm-hmm. So so to kind of close off before we go into rapid fire and kind of, you know, and, and the podcast for today, what would, and this is a hard question, you know, you don't necessarily have to have a top, top favorite, um, but what was your favorite memory of your career here? Yeah, my wrestling career would definitely be when I beat that Ohio Northern dude because then okay. I remember running off and then Coach Hall was there and I was like, you you did this for me, or something it was yeah, something yeah, yeah. And then we were just like, emotions yeah. running high because then after that i wrestled this other dude that was really good and like caught him in a cradle and then now i'm like wrestling to go to nationals on my junior year and i'm like i had no idea i was as capable mm-hmm. and that so that was kind of like the turning point no like, absolutely. i'm like dang i might be capable absolutely i think it Definitely from what you've told me, it's a big confidence booster. Yeah. And I think confidence in life, wrestling, academics is, is just huge. Um, so now I want to go into some rapid-fire stuff, kind of minute things, that um, just to tell a little bit more about you. Um, so what was your favorite food after weigh-in? F- food and I, drink. I would just go with the be- the bagel okay. and just rub pe- peanut butter on it. Okay, no cream cheese? I loved it, no. No just cream cheese? Butter. Okay, okay, I respect that. Uh, were you a music or no music guy? Definitely music. I think I actually played uh, all our music senior year. Really? Okay. Yeah. At practice, and everybody hated it. (laughs) Like, like, I tried to squeeze in every kind of genre to kind of make everybody happy. And then people were like, no, you can't play that. I mean, we're we're supposed to be getting hype at practice. We can't be playing none of that slow stuff. I'm like, I mean, it's still a pretty good song to work out to, man. No, I think think music's huge. Um, I love Coach Clark to death, but his... His time on the ox sometimes isn't uh, necessarily what we idealize. And, and I feel like, I, I don't know what music he listens to, but if I had to guess, it'd be like some uh, hard rock. Yeah, he, he, lis- like, he listens to a little bit of everything, okay. um, but definitely there's times where we'll get some hard rock in there, and it's just like, <laughs> you know, I guess it, it gets the, bo- the blood flowing, but it's just like, man, uh, Joey Langman gets on it sometimes, um, and he'll play some kind of like 2010s, 
and, and stuff now more hip-hop rap because um, i think as a as a collective unit we listen to a lot of the same music mm-hmm. which it helps um some people like and we actually did this thing where in the beginning of the year everybody got two songs to add to a playlist okay um as the season went on we just strayed away from that for a couple of reasons um i just knew you if can't i had make to, everybody happy that is that exact exactly true <laughs> um if i had to listen to face off with tech nine and the rock one more time i was gonna lose my <laughs> mind i love tech nine too that's the crazy thing but the rocks verse on that and just everything about it just ruined the song for me yeah dude i don't i'm not a big fan either no i'm no, not it's just not good um so did you have any pre-match rituals something you no, had to do? I, I would always have to tie my shoes and i would always have to pee <laughs> yes yeah. yes no i feel that right before, like right before right before too yeah um and i always i always made sure i ran and got it done because i'm like i'm not going in there having to pee like this. <laughs> right right except i feel like there's been a couple times where i didn't get to go um and once you get in there, it just kind of blocks everything out. I, I yeah, I remember I've done that one time, and I'm like, as soon as we started moving around, I'm like, it goes away, but it's, I still hate it because yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. I'm not ready. Right, right, because <laughs> that, that thing's always in the back of your mind. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite move uh, in college wrestling, or just wrestling in general? Blast double. Blast, ooh, okay. okay. So, so kind of when I was like, man, I wanted to get really good at wrestling, I would watch Jordan Burroughs tapes all mm-hmm. the time, and I would watch his, his Jordan Burroughs, like, blast double like training video all the time and i would just try and perfect it right and that that's what got me good my senior year for my run to go to state even though i didn't make it but then i just kind of carried that over to here and i would mm-hmm. just practice it here all the time and that's just something i got good at no if you can get that down jacob jackson has a great blast double he's our heavy one of our heavyweights up here mm-hmm. um it, it's hard to defend you get a guy moving they don't expect especially hand fighting is so crucial in college um hand fight somebody that and pop their head up and just go for it. that's right what up. coach hall has tried to preach that to me uh, i'm trying to work on it um but is there anything else you want to tell us about trying to train wrestling um not really i guess to piggyback off what we were just talking about like i said I, my favorite move was the blast double and that's like all i would i would try and hit mm-hmm. but to give some advice i would try i would have wished that i had more of an arsenal mm-hmm of moves that I was decent at instead of one move I was really good at. No, absolutely. You know, because it got to the point where I couldn't hit these this blast double on people. And then you're screwed. Yeah, and then yeah. now I'm like, wow, I have a high crotch, but I'm not really that confident in my high crotch, so it's not going to go very well most of the time. But, yeah, I would just try and have a, a large arsenal just so you have options. No, and you, you can change your game plan up in the middle of the match if you need to, you know? Absolutely. So last question, then we'll close it off for today. Why should somebody come to Trine? I think they should come to Trine the, reason, the same reason why I came to Trine, and that's just because it's a great academic school, and they're going to prepare you for your next future. And, like, I know, like, now working at an engineering firm, like we hire everybody. Everybody that we hire is from trying mm-hmm. because they know that those students are right, really good. Right. It, like it matters what school you go to. Like if I would have chose Manchester to wrestle at, like I don't even know what what right what I'd be working at right now. No, absolutely. But. Especially our engineering program. Anybody who's looking at, we have a, mm-hmm. a good amount of engineers on our team now. Um, even you know, I have a I've been up here most of my life i live in fort wayne but we have a house up here um on the lake and every time because my stepdad's an engineer every time we would drive by trine he's like trine is a great engineering school yeah um and so you know if you're looking to be an engineer um definitely and there's great great programs all together the business school is amazing mm-hmm. communications personally I, I love our program here 
Um, and just anything you have to do, I think the resources here just set you up fantastic. Yeah, I mean, this school is, like, always growing. Yes. It's getting so good. I don't know if you saw the new building that's coming yeah, up. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be pretty cool. We're always renovating, always building something. I heard they're going to have, like, a virtual reality where, yeah. like, people can, like, do surgeries and stuff. And I, like, I'm pretty sure they are doing that. That is high tech. Like, geez. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's pretty exciting here. Um, I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Nick, I can't thank you enough for hopping on the podcast and telling the Trine Wrestling community about yourself. And that will conclude the 10th installment of the Building a Trinity podcast. I am your host, Kyler Bills, and I want to thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to see you next time. Thank you, and go Thunder. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.